Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind. We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds. I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us. Okay, guys, this is the last and final episode in the series with Ariel Arnson and the story sharing her journey with healing and grief. And we're not doing a warning today around death because this conversation doesn't go there today. But if you are interested, if this, if you're just catching this episode and you haven't heard the other two, um, we invite you to do that. If that is something that you are able and willing to listen to, she shares a story about the passing of her father and her healing in it and through it and before it and around it. And again, today is just a wrap up And if you have enjoyed this conversation, I encourage you to reach out, let us know, and also find Ariel on, we're going to share her social media at the end of the episode. They're also going to be in the show notes. And thank you. It's been a privilege to share this story with you. Enjoy the show. And I felt this and I I was able to bring it back. I was able to step fully into my soul, my beautiful soul sister was helping me kind of doula me through this process. She told me that the Italian phrase for to give birth translates directly as to give to the light. Dara alla luce is how they say to give birth. But what it translates as is to give to the light. Dara alla luce. Since she has shared that with me in this lifetime, I'm like, this is the work I know I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And I have felt since then, like I have been in this training for a job, I don't know what it is. And then I feel like here it is. This was my job to help my dad, but yeah. to help, you know, everyone and others too. But it was to give to the light, to walk, to literally walk into the light mm-hmm. and be able to still stand in it myself. That being able to show up for my mom and not just take in her sorrow. It's being able to give a eulogy that encapsulated the beauty of and, and, and rawness of my dad's human experience to be able to feel through my emotions and also take care of my partner and allow my partner to take care of me, which is something I couldn't open myself up to for such a long time until that kept unfolding through working with each of you allowed me to still be able to show up and function and serve myself in in a way to serve others and and to share these messages that I had felt so unsafe to share for such a long time. I think it's a powerful thing to bring that's beautiful to bring people to light. I'm super curious and I may have to do research if that's right. The idea in my brain it's always been birth, healing and death is the same process bringing to the light and I'm curious if those words are similar in Italian because I think that's so appropriate but you can't take someone somewhere you haven't been that's what you had to do first to I mean obviously you haven't died but you had to be able to do that my soul has right yeah and all of our souls has and in that actually 
how less scary it is when we're able to through, through, you know, through RTT work from with you guys and through serving my clients and my own other experiences, it is being born into this life that is traumatic to souls because they go from this infinite space of full love where all of their needs are being taken care of. And then they smash them through this really tiny tunnel (laughs) portal and, and there's fluids and stuff and then and there's they, potentially the mother screaming <laughs> yes screams and they spank you and and then you wake up with this and there's the bright fluorescent lights especially in you know our modern time and now you're in this tiny tiny confined body that needs everything it needs everything and when we're passing back into the life between lives space, when we're passing back into our fullness, it is an easeful release of, of, of the confinement of our bodies. And when we're in healing, we're tapping into that energy, right? We're tapping into that connection. We're tapping into that infinite love. We're remembering, right? That enoughness. We're remembering that love. We're remembering and reconnecting to the light. And that's what's connecting all of us together. But it's our lessons in this lifetime that we are, that's our journey, right? That's really the journey of the soul. (laughs) It's actually the human existence, right? The infamy of the soul is is the life between life space. And Ram Dass quote, we're all just walking each other home, which is like my favorite of all time, because it's a reminder to me that even when it doesn't feel like it, everything has always been working out. And your story illustrates that, right? It's like in 2018, before that, I mean, it's not as if your healing started when you met us. Like that is not at all what this is. Thank you for the the credit, but it's been your journey long. (laughs) But it's like these, these moments, each of them, where you faced what I would consider human pain, you faced it, you experienced it, and then you also learned and came through the other side of it is the walking home that you were doing for your own self that you actually have done with your clients, with your dad. And let us not forget, Ariel, when we first met and we're working together, I remember on a follow-up call, I was like, oh, you're already doing what I do. Like, this is just what you do, which was just an intuitive knowing that I had, but it, it, it actually shows what we can see through your story, which is you notice the things, the connecting dots, you notice the, the wisdom of the universe flowing through this life that says, Hey, don't forget the, the miracle and the mystery that we are unfolding for you with this ladybug, with this Eagle, with this connection, we're all just walking each other home. Just like you remembered, Oh, I'm here that I I lead people to the light. And here I am at my father's bedside. Well, look at this image. Isn't this interesting? Here we are just coming to this beautiful light together. And I think there's pain in the remembering and the waking up and the healing and the growth, but there's a, there's to me, it's a deeper pain of not doing that and staying disconnected. And when someone in our life passes away, that's it. And they're gone and we feel alone or we feel like it was pointless or, or whatever. And all of the, the experiences that you've had 
setting you up for this, even though they were painful, right? To face our stuff, to walk into our fears, to face death, to face, because when we, whenever we face anybody else's death, we're inevitably facing our own death, right? That we are also mortal, right? These are the things that you've been doing, leaning into the pain and the anger and the disconnect and the, you know, the relationship with your dad, you've been leaning into all of that healing pain, so that when that moment came, you don't have, as so many other people do, this added trauma of your of your dad being gone and you didn't say what you needed yeah. to say. Those things you told him in those last days were gifts and beautiful and powerful, right? You don't have that pain of not saying those things. And, and, and I didn't just do it at his, at his deathbed. Right. I talked to him. I said these things before I said, I'm all in culmination, you know, that, and, and it was very healing and freeing and releasing for both of us at that time. Yeah. But I made a really concerted effort to do that in the years in the last, what is like eight years, Yeah. 10 years ago, when my dad almost died, at the same time as when we got the, he has hours to live if you don't do this procedure. Um, I could have cared, I thought consciously, I could have cared less if he had passed. Mm -hmm. And I realized afterward that I had never prayed for my dad. He was sick literally my entire life. And I had never like, you know, prayed intentionally. I probably included him in family prayers and things like that. I moved away after college. I moved to, to Houston for a short stint. And when I left, I made a picture for, for all of the important people in my life, my grandparents, my, my family, my boyfriend at the time. And I had a picture and I gave them the same copy. And I wrote on the copy, you know, far in, in distance, close in heart, right? And I did this for everyone. And I could not find a single picture of me and my dad together beyond me being like five years old or something. Mm -hmm. And it was, there was another point of realizing like that, how not close that I was to him at that time. And it was these aha moments of like, well, is that how you want it to be? No. Is that good for you or him? No. Well, what can you do about it? And this, all of these, you know, nudges, right, of moving me to that and moving me to healing that where I would, you know, recoil from when he would try to, you know, give me, put his hand out to give me a hug to, to the closeness and togetherness and understanding and healing that we were able to experience together in the last several years of his life. It's beautiful. I, the mom in me, like that part of me that has children wants to say, Ariel, I'm really freaking proud of you because this is hard work and you did it and you did it for yourself. But actually what you were always trying to do as a kid for other people, you finally turned in and said, oh, this is for me. And then it will shine out of me into these other people around me. So I'm really proud yep. of you. Thank you for sharing all of this with us. Yeah. So that's like a big snippet of my like spiritual journey. This is where it is now but even like when I was looking back at my notes from my sessions with each of you there was another like big thing that would happen within days after one of the sessions I 
was going, there's always water. I was going kayaking with my partner and my, I knew my dad was going to be hospitalized. And my mom calls while we're on the river and says, dad's, you know, we're taking dad to the hospital. This is what's happening. And I spent a big chunk of time while we we're on the river calling my mom, my dad, my grandma, my siblings, making sure all of these things were okay, being only on the river because I couldn't leave it. And being its own greater symbolism that I was being carried and supported and I was together with my partner. And this is the extent of what I could do because I physically couldn't do something greater than that. This is how I could emotionally support that reactions that my partner has had, you know, after each of my sessions, Um, after my last session with Serena with, with the whole ocean metaphor, I was like, I need to be in the water. And I drove up to, well, to Devil's Lake and went and went swimming in, in the cool, cool waters, you know, because it was like, I just needed to feel this release of of letting your negative energy or other people's energy flow out of you. I'm able to do that, you know, so much with you guys has, has lifted me so much, has released so many of my, you know, the rocks of anchors on my body. Now I'm able to have these experiences in, in freedom and not in suffering, because I most likely did do a lot of these kinds of things when I was a teenager, but I couldn't actually hold well, any of it because it was just, I was always overflowing. And I think that's a huge, your story again, gift to empaths, because there's no, there's nobody talking to empaths about being that, taking on other people's emotions with instructions for how to be empowered, right? That's what you're saying. You know, that's, that's a big also message that you, that that I'm hearing in what you're saying is that, yes, you're an empath. You felt everybody's emotions. You saw things that were going on emotionally and spiritually. And there are a lot of people who do that and then end up just being overwhelmed, not being able to handle and be available to their family or other people because when they have those emotions, they're completely overwhelming. There's nothing they feel empowered to be able to do. It's like you're a victim of it. And again, like all the things you're sharing, when you focus on being able to process that in yourself, to be empowered that I actually can handle these emotions. I can be in these emotions. I can breathe underwater. That's huge. I do think that I romanticize indigenous cultures where they would talk about these things and they would honor an empath and they would teach you how to do this stuff. But we don't in our society, first of all, even believe in all this, you know, woo stuff and we're very practical and whatever. But there are a lot of people who completely are resonating with what you're saying of taking on everybody's emotions, wanting everybody to feel better, not knowing what to do. And for you to say, it's allowing yourself to be loved and taken care of and heal and do everything you're doing for you is actually for other people too, but it's important to do it for you first. That's that's good. I love it. So today I'm wearing the sweater that has the heart over my heart. And I wore this intentionally because this is me being able to proudly wear and show my heart where my whole life I have been chastised for wearing my heart on my sleeve, being too emotional, being overly emotional. But here I am being able to positively share and impact my heart and let it open and spread onto 
unto others like that, kind of referencing something else. Like it's all of these small things or big moments, right? But they've all kind of given me this more solid foundation to be able to really differentiate um, a, a question I would ask that was guided from, you know, with working with you guys is, is this my emotion or someone else's? Honestly, the amount of times that I have to ask myself that and just breathe, you know, stand, breathe in and ground in and blow away. Not mine to hold. Not mine to hold. And what that looks like, disconnecting from the news and disconnecting from people and but having it be in a positive light filled way so that I can do things like reconnect people's soul to their human body walk my dad to the light it's like yes there is this other kind of stuff going on in my inner voice session with you guys there was a really strong metaphor that came forward and I want to share that we were talking about like when other people are fighting what should I do because my as an obliger tendency and caretaker and and all of these things my inclination is to step in and, and mediate and mitigate and fix this, right? Because I have to release, release this pain that I can feel, that I can feel all of their like pain that comes up through this. And I want the pain to stop. But if when I come in, it stops them from moving in ways they're supposed to. And that was like this huge message for me of not sticking my hand in between the gears but being able to be water moving through the gears to help people move through the feeling instead of stopping and, and moving away from the feeling. In the last year, especially, this has come up time and time again, where I have responded differently to when people now, because everyone in my life is trained to use me as the mediator now and say, okay, well, can you tell them this? Nope, I'm not going to call them nope, I'm not going to do that. Nope, I'm not going to say it. When they start fighting in front of me and I'm like, this isn't the place to do this. And I was like, this isn't my place to tell them this isn't the place to do this. Go at it. Go at it. Get this through. Say what you guys need to say to each other. And this is yours to have. And I allowed them to process through their space and also give them the nudge and guidance that was needed for understanding on both Mm -hmm. ends, which is very different. The big message for that was learning to protect my energy that when my water is tumultuous, I cannot help anyone was a big part of it. And so then it was like, okay, well, how do I do that? Right? How do I calm my storm when the waters are tumultuous and big waves? Where do I go? And it was this message of like steering my ship into calmer seas, turning toward and away from it. And what that turned into looking like in this visualization. My family and I used to go on New Year's Eve when the moon was bright, we'd go on walks through the forest. So the forest is snow laid and the moon was shining and you didn't need a flashlight because the moon would illuminate the whole forest. And you could, in essence, see more than you could during the day, right? Because it's shown in a different way. The metaphor was that like the light, it is guiding us all. Right, that I am not, I were to turn on my flashlight and say, this is the path we're going on. It would only show that one path. But when you turn off that light and let the universal light guide you, right? Let God's light guide you, let the universe shine with the moon glowing onto it. It will reveal all paths 
and everyone gets to walk their own path, but we're all walking in the light together. To briefly mention, the homily for my dad's funeral was to me very constricted. The main message was he's not in the box. And I'm like, yep, okay, super get that. Dad's not in the box. And there was a story where he talked about that the shepherds would lead their flocks through the deserts that like now shepherds are at the back of the flock and kind of hurting people. But the, what they used to do was walk in front of the sheep. When they would get to the kettle part of the, the sand dunes, the low part of the sand dunes where it was darker, they would have to like kind of pull the lead sheep through bridging over into the darkness and that they would then walk through the darkness with you, which is about, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, right? So this was the, the main message. But right now, as it's clicking in with me, there is no darkness in the shadows. There is light, always light guiding you. And then if we look up, that it will illuminate the ground that we walk through. It's not a shadow when we look at it, when we can turn the light on, when we can see the light. And that's the, the ever presence of light energy. And it feels scary to step into that barrier. But when your eyes adjust, you can see all the light. I love it. And I think you did a really great job of explaining where we are as humans, both the scared part and we have the wise part you know leading us we are the sheep and the shepherd all at the same time yes mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're the ones scared and crying and like no but we're also the one you know that's understanding that we're being led and everything so thank you so much I think that if there's one thing I want our listeners to take away from I mean there's a lot definitely the story of your father's passing deserves a second listen just for the symbolic and then understanding of grieving and uh, being with people as they transition. Um, But if there's one thing that I personally would like our listeners to take away from this, it's this last part, this, you are both the shepherd and the sheep. There is not true darkness because the light always exists. Even when you can't see it in this moment, it exists and it's there for you. Any final things you want to share with us? Ariel, thank you so much for being so vulnerable. I'm really grateful to both of you for like walking this, you know, journey with me and together. And I have often felt like the difficult client because of my big tears and other issues that have come up, you know, and, but we have also become, you know, great friends. I think that the main part of that too is, is that when we share our truths, when we share our experiences, that that's where the power is recently with talking to Serena, I felt, I said to her that I feel safer sharing this part of my work when I'm with my podcast host, Whitney. And she, and Serena, you said to me, well, isn't that just the masculine telling us all we have to do everything by ourselves? Mm. And isn't it, you know, the divine feminine that uh, encounters things together? And I feel so much like that. The more that we share these experiences and relate to each other and walk this journey, not as isolated beings, but as a community of growth beings, that this is where the truth is. This is how we get to healing. We're not alone. We're never alone in so many ways. Being able to 
be brave enough to, to share that experience, whether it ends up being, you know, one-on-one working with someone or sharing it. I never thought I would share the things that I have publicly. Here's what this is. I really appreciate all of this time with you guys today. And I really wanted to, to share this with you and the aha moments that I had since then. And it's not like I haven't cried or grieved on things, but I have such a different level of peace within myself and my understanding through my dad's passing than I ever could have imagined feeling. I I wanted to share part of that journey with you guys. Ariel is so wise and we want to share where you can hear from her additionally, particularly if you're an empath or the way she experiences the world is in alignment with you or you want to dabble in it because honestly for me it was definitely an opening knowing you an additional opening of hey how else could I see the world or interact with the world um so you have your podcast with Whitney the messy path mm-hmm. and you also have As we navigate with- through the messy journeys of personal romantic and spiritual development because that's what this journey is for all of us I love it so and then your website is arielarnson.com. And this, of course, will be mm-hmm. on the notes for the show. And then on Instagram, where you share lots of cool things, particularly when you have new things that you're offering or sharing about your podcast as they drop is Ariel underscore. And remember, this is Ariel, just like the Disney movie, Ariel underscore Cosmos. And that's on Instagram. So these are all places where we can connect with you. Well, thank thank you. you. Thank you for having me. And thank you anyone for listening so yeah thank you so much for sharing thank you thanks for listening if you liked what you heard please share it with your friends leave us a review subscribe so more people can find us and if you want more information about me or christy there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes and we'll see you next time Mm -hmm.